Welcome to Women Leading the Way radio show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations, and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome back to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm your host, Shelley Harrison, with another episode of Amplify Your Influence, a lively show featuring speakers, authors, and presenters who are on the cutting edge of top-level success in their company, or they're already there. This show will bring you intriguing people across the country who have successfully amplified their influence on stage, television, and other media platforms. Today, we are talking with our leading lady about building your influence authentically to attract more clients and followers on social media, Heather Zeitzwolf. And let me tell you a little bit about Heather. Uh, she is a licensed CPA, former project manager, and host of Get the Balance Right podcast that has over 100 plus episodes where she interviews experts and has, has solo and coaching shows. She has a membership called Get Radical Profit Accelerator. She also describes herself as a rebel, nerd, vegan, cat mom, feminist, and activist. And I'm so excited today. So happy Monday, Heather, and welcome to the show. And thank you for gracing us with your incredible wisdom on today's show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. <laughs> Oh, well, my pleasure, and I'm so excited to get into this because we have known each other for, you know, through social media for probably the last two years, and I know you have gracefully had some of our uh, clients from my company on your show, on your podcast show, and now I get to interview you, so I'm excited. I'm really excited, Heather, and I would love to start with having you share a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what gets you wildly excited about the work that you do? Well, thank you. So my background actually started when I was a kid. My mom and I used to be clowns. And so I started off with a very different type of a background than most people. So yeah. from clown to CPA is kind of a weird trajectory. But I went to school for – yeah. I went to school for fashion design and then found myself really interested in the business side of things. I went back to school to study business, went into project management in market research. And then in my 40s, uh, I was laid off and I was at a crossroads mm -hmm. and I thought, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And as a, mm -hmm. a, as a nerd that loves business and numbers, I decided to study accounting, and I became an accountant. So now I oh my started goodness. my, yeah, and I started my business in my 50s. So I, I've had kind of a, a wild background, and then on top of it, I've done things like radical cheerleading and being a vegan activist and 
of being in theater and all of these different things. So I, I come to yeah. the world of accounting with a different lens for sure. You certainly do. And actually, we kind of have that in common where after I turned 50, I started my company and I went from banking, you know, the being in the banking industry too. after, by the way, after 27 years, and then starting my company where I'm working with CEOs and executives, uh, helping them to leverage speaking. So it's totally different than what, you know, what I started in. But, but I love your eclectic background and the idea that, you know, you, it, you seem like you're a performer. You know, when you talk about, you know, being, growing up, you know, in being a clown and having fun with, you know, with your mom, and then, you know, fast forward. So, you know, here you are, Heather, with you have a wonderful presence on social media, and that always gets me excited when I look at people that have just this, you know, different way of speaking to audiences on social media. So what strategies do you feel are thought on for increasing someone's influence on social media like you've done? Well, for me, it was really embracing my authenticity. So as a, as a former clown, you know, I grew up in a household with costumes and being silly was encouraged. And I've just, I'm kind of a wacky, fun person. And that's what I bring to the whole financials is that I have a, I have a no shame approach. I'm very fun. I want to make it fun for my clients. And, you know, it's intimidating when people think like, oh, I'm going to go see an accountant. Like people have this fear of accountants and they have shame around money and all of that. And so I want to bring forth my real happy, positive energy and make sure that people understand that, you know, you can be silly and you can be smart too. And it's interesting, once I – once I embraced uh, my authenticity and try, instead of trying to be like, oh, I'm like every other accountant, I'm wearing a suit and all of that, people started to become more mm. attracted to me, and I found my tribe. Uh, people were like, yeah. oh, my God, when I saw your picture, you know, you have bright pink hair, and you're not just some white dude in a suit, you know. And uh, so I sort of I break the mold, and by doing that and being myself in social media, I have found people to be attracted to me. And I find the right people because I work with creatives. Yeah. And so creatives yeah. want to work with someone else that is creative as well. So that has really helped me. It's just been embracing my authenticity. I, I love that because I think, you know, and, and I don't know if you've ever heard of the book by Sarah Knight. It's called You Do You. And it's it's a book that really kind of shows you, look, it's okay to, you know, to be yourself and, you know, do whatever makes you happy. And I love that you're doing this where, you know, you've taken being a CPA and, you know, making it fun where you're still, you know, there's that serious component within your organization and, and the way that you handle your clients and numbers, because let's face it, when you're a CPA, you have to be accurate with numbers. So that that's pretty cool that you, you know, that you've established this brand, Heather. And, you know, what do you think has been the, well, what has been the biggest success? And, you know, if you've had failures with, you know, on this journey with, social media and building your brand. Yeah. So in the beginning, you know, when you start a business, you want to just take any client that you can. 
And I started mm-hmm. off with my website being pretty generic because I was afraid to show the fact that, oh, okay, I've got weird hair and all of that. And one of my clients who I had been working with and we'd just been doing it, this was before the pandemic, so we'd just been doing things through email and phone. And then when we finally did a Zoom call and she saw me, she's like, and she's a marketer, she's like, why weren't you showing yourself? Like, why aren't there pictures of you on your website? And uh, and I was like, really? I was like, uh, I was kind of afraid to show people what I look like. She's like, no, no, you need to embrace that. That is what, she's like, if I had known that, I would have been less intimidated to talk to you all this time. And I'm like, oh, Oh. okay. So I changed everything at that point. (laughs) Yeah, and I, you know, I, I did peruse your website over the weekend, and I've seen it before, but I thought, I love, you know, you've got the log lady in there, which is from Twin Peaks back in the day for those people that remember Twin Peaks. And I think it's just so cute because, you know, you do have dark hair in those pictures, but you're holding a log and you've got all these different, you know, pictures of yourself. That's brilliant marketing. I mean, you're showing your authentic self, and and I love that you're doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. uh, Yeah, so we are going to take a commercial break real quick, Heather, so let me go ahead and do that for just a moment here, and Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all our sponsors and partners. And now we're back to my guest, Heather Zeitzwolf. And Heather, we're going to switch gears here a little bit, and I know that you are a vegan. And, you know, you, you had mentioned that you're using this, you know, for your business and branding and, and a lot of other things that you've kind of built into it. I'm curious, what motivated you be, to become a vegan? Oh, wow. That's a great question. So this was probably around, I think it was maybe like 18 years ago, my husband and I decided we wanted to lose a little bit of weight. And, you know, around New Year's, you have those New Year's resolutions. And so right before New Year's, we were, we gave up di- different things. So we, I, I was never really a beef eater, but, you know, we gave up like certain kind of meat one week. And then the last week we gave up uh, fish and went and had like a big sushi dinner and all of that. And so each week, you know, we let go of something, and then in the new year, we started off vegan. And the idea was just to do it for 30 days. And what happened, though, was after the meat got out of my system, I started to look at the world in a different way. And we, I had looked at vegan leaflets before, and, I, you know, I knew about factory farming. And it's one, you know, when you're eating that kind of, food, you sort of turn a blind eye to the the atrocities that are going on. But when it's out of your body, Mm -hmm. you have this new lens. And I started looking at it and I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. my God, this is horrible. And besides 
the the damage that it does to the planet and to animals, my body also felt better too. And once I read, yeah, once I read certain books, I was like, like the China study, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm terrified of eating an egg again. So, uh, and we've been vegan, my husband and I did it together, and we've been vegan ever since. And the more, the more I got into it, the more uh, I was interested in animal rights um, uh, activism, and I became a radical cheerleader. So, I was in this group called Mm -hmm. the Radical Cheerleaders for Animal Rights, and we would go to different uh, rallies, uh, uh, different, like at the zoo, we went to all different places, and we would do these cheers, and we would do these chants, Mm -hmm. and we had pom-poms and stuff, and we dressed in red and black, and we we brought this sort of positive spin to um, activism. So oftentimes, you know, when you see activists, they've got signs and they look all angry, you know, and they're like yelling and screaming. Yeah. And, but, but people would see us and they'd be like, oh, hey, you know, the families would bring their kids around like, hey, what's this performance, you know, and they'd come and yeah. watch us. Yeah. And we would be talking about very serious things about maybe slaughtering seals or the fur industry or those types of things but people would actually listen to us because we were putting on a performance and so it was kind of going back to my roots of you know the theater days when I was a kid and so we brought that spin to activism so that was I absolutely loved that gosh well I really applaud you for your activism and you know I know that it's going to take so much you know just to to stop some of the things that are happening in our world for, you know, animal cruelty and, and, you know, becoming uh, a vegan, you know, people out there might be curious, how do you even start and what are some of those things that they need to sacrifice, you know, and not eat anymore? Can you kind of give our audience a little idea about that? Yeah, you know, when people think of veganism, they think that there's such limitations on what you eat, but what happens is, when you become a vegan, you actually explore more food. So there are a variety of fruits and vegetables and nuts and beans and things that you probably, when you're not a, when you're just a regular meat eater, you're just used to like, I'll just have a piece of chicken and a potato and some broccoli. Like being vegan, like opens up all possibilities with food because you have to look to other places. And the food is not bland. I actually discovered cooking when I became oh. vegan. Yeah, I was a, I was one of those people, like, if there wasn't instructions on the box that I could boil or bake or, you know, something like that, I, I, yeah. I was one of those kids that hated being in the kitchen. And now oh. I'm, I'm – I, I think I'm a pretty, pretty darn great kind of, you know, uh, kitchen wizard, I'll call it. And um, – <laughs> Oh, I I, uh, yeah. Before before the pandemic, <laughs> I was putting on yearly thanks. I call them thanks livings, and people would come oh, to my house, me. and I'd have like twenty five mm-hmm. people, and most of the people were n- not even vegan, but they loved my cooking. So, you oh, know, you God. can do all kinds of things, uh, and you know, if you're interested in checking it out, I mean, there's so many YouTube stations and Instagram feeds of, you know, people cooking all kinds of great things. And it's becoming more and more mainstream, which is great. And, you know, there are a lot of meat substitutes that are out there, which, you know, again, that's processed foods. 
But, um, you know, if it will kind of get you sort of into that realm of thinking about being vegan, I'm, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's so many other possibilities besides just the, the processed foods. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot more people, if they really knew what it was like being a vegan, they would probably say, you know what, I'll try it. Because it's, it's something where, like you pointed out much earlier, is you felt better once you switched yeah. over to be, becoming a vegan. And we all want to feel better, right? All of us do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I applaud you for, you know, your activism and things that you've, you know, accomplished becoming a vegan. And, again, we're going to kind of switch gears here a little bit because you are also a podcast host of Get the Balance Right. And how do you leverage this show, Heather, to – gain new prospects and potential clients and just really a following. Well, thank you. So podcasting has yeah. changed my life. It, it, I, it yeah. has opened doors and it has allowed me to meet the most incredible people. And podcasters yeah. are some of the greatest people I've ever met. And I've made some wonderful friendships through podcasting. So I, I've had people on my show that have – you know, I've ended up working with or they've ended up working with me. I've found coaches through Mm. it. I've found clients. uh, I've found other connections. I've got to speaking gigs and all kinds of things through it. Uh, And now uh, my podcast is actually on hold right now because I've been going through Mm. a rebrand. And, yeah, I've been rebranding myself. Yeah, as – so Ooh. I've always said, get radical with your numbers. So now, um, because I rolled out a membership, now it's changing to get radical with your business. So I will Ooh. be, yeah, so I'm going to be mm-hmm. debuting the new version of my podcast very soon. So um, oh I am in tax season right now, but I'm going to push it out anyways mm-hmm. because I'm itching to get back into podcasting. So I've been doing a lot of podcast mm-hmm. guesting in the meantime, but um, I, mm-hmm. I do miss it. And I'm going to be speaking at PodFest, so I'm super excited about that. And uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, podcasting has definitely changed my life. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. And, and I completely agree with you because I, I, too, host this show and a few others. And, and it really is because you get to meet so many fascinating people all over the world. So, yeah. So we, we love our podcast shows, right? And we love the hosts that, <laughs> that do them. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait to see your rebrand. That is so exciting, Heather. What I mean, just exciting, exciting. And I know you have um, a couple of other descriptions that you use with your branding. And I don't know if these are changing, but I know, you know, we've already talked about you being a vegan, but you also have a rebel, a nerd, cat mom, feminist, and we already talked about your activism. So if you were to take a couple of those, other than what we've already talked about, you know, let's talk about how they show up in your work. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as a rebel, uh, you know, of course, I'm not being rebellious when it comes to the tax code and that sort of thing, but I'm being rebellious in how you can show up in your business. So uh, just being Mm. authentic and all of that. And uh, I also – consider myself, you know, a cat, you've mentioned cat mom. I don't have any kids. Uh, my mother mm-hmm. who, who, who died a few years ago, she was like, who's going to take mm-hmm. care of you when you get older? Y'all you got is cats, you know, but, um, 
<laughs> Maybe it'll be a fellow podcasters that'll t- take care of me. I don't know, but yeah. So I have a I have a cat that I absolutely adore, and my cat keeps me sane. And oftentimes, if you do a Zoom with me, you'll see my cat jump across the screen, or he'll put his butt in the in the camera, or whatever. So um, yeah. Uh, and then let's see. So you mentioned the so with vegan. Um, I'm also known as a vegan CPA. I have a lot of clients that are vegans, uh, but I don't I don't exclusively work with vegans. But I want to make sure that whoever I do work with, that their ethics align with mine. So, you know, if if it's a leather business or something, then I I won't work with them. But you know, like I said, I work with mainly creatives, and they're in that digital space anyway. So, um, yeah. I, hopefully, that answered your question. No, it definitely did. And, you know, I know that, uh, you know, being a cat mom and, and sometimes when our animals show up on, on screen, it, it's really kind of, it shows our, our true authentic self, you know, because right. <laughs> cats can show up on screen. And I've been on plenty of, you know, shows where people have animals in the background, a dog or, you know, you name it. I mean, there, there have been a few different things. I even had someone who had a rat and that was kind of weird, but... <laughs> But again, you know, it's just, it makes it interesting and fun for for sure. And, you know, Heather, with all the things that you have going, you know, you've got a lot of, you've got your rebrand, you've got, you know, the things that you're trying to accomplish through, you know, this tax season. How do you, with, with your busy schedule, how do you really take the time for self-care? And what regimens do you use to take care of yourself? Oh, that's a good one because as an entrepreneur, you know, our business oftentimes takes, you know, takes so much of our time, dedication, focus, and even when we're not working, we're thinking about working, and we live in this digital age where you've got your cell phone and you're, you know, I could be out somewhere and checking messages and talking to clients and doing all that kind of stuff, so... Uh, as I mentioned, I, I'm a wizard in the kitchen, and that is my zen place. Like, I love Ooh, to cook. Yeah. And, you know, I can yeah. get in sort of this, the flow state, I guess they call it, you know, when you're when you're cooking, and I can, like, let yeah. everything go. And that, yeah. to me, is one of the best things. Um, the other is travel. Yeah. So I love to yeah. travel. And just, just, I just love to just walk around places. I was recently in San Francisco, and I was, like, so proud. Like, each day I had, like, 14,000 steps. So, you know, it was like, oh my all right. God. And then, and then one day I had, like, 20,000 steps. Like, it was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, all right. And in San Francisco, <laughs> you're, like, walking over hills and stuff. So, oh, uh, yeah. but b- because of my love of travel, I've, decided that I want to put on retreats because I've gone to some business retreats and I love to travel. You know, I go to podcast conventions and different things like that. And I'm like, I can have my own thing. So now with (laughs) another coach, we're putting on this retreat called Plan Your Profits in Paradise. And we're going to be doing training before the cruise. And then we're going on a cruise that leaves from Miami and goes through the Caribbean. And we're going to be doing goal setting and making sure that your goals have a, fina- a financial plan behind them. And so mm-hmm. I'm now, yeah. So now I'm branching out so that way that I can incorporate my love of travel in with my business. So um, you know, it's funny. 
part of my self-care is also just making my making sure that my business is still keeping me happy, that I'm blissing in my business, and that I'm doing things that are fun. And so that's what, another reason why I started my membership was because I wanted to serve my clients in a bigger way. And so, yeah, so just being creative, too. I, that's also yeah. part of my self-care. Well, you are definitely being creative. And, you know, that I mean, that... That uh, cruise sounds amazing, so I want to get more information about that. But, I mean, how fun to be able to take travel and your love of cooking and apply that to your business. You know, like you said, you want to bliss. (laughs) You started your business, you know, in your 50s or at 50. So, of course, you know, you're going to have a different mindset because of all of our experience and everything that, you know, that has happened in our life. Now we can play in the sandbox in a different way. Wouldn't you agree? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, reflecting on your childhood, looking at, you know, that six-year-old little girl, what is one of the fondest memories from your childhood besides being a clown, Heather? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I, so I used to live right next door to my school. This was in Connecticut. And from my bedroom window, I could see this giant slide, and I love to go over to that big slide and crawl, crawl up crawl up the slide and then slide back down and then I was really into the like the jungle gyms and this is this is in the seventies when we had concrete underneath all of our uh, oh, <laughs> the slides, the swings, everything had concrete underneath. And I would hang upside down from the monkey bars, and my glasses would always fall off onto the ground and chip and stuff. But to me, those are some of the fondest memories, was just hanging out in in the very dangerous 70s uh, play yard. <laughs> oh, gosh, I could just see that slide now. <laughs> oh, gosh. And if you had a crystal ball. For your business, where do you see your company after the rebrand in the next few years? Oh, in the next few years, wow! What I would what I would love to see is a thriving membership where I have all these wonderful ladies that are entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs that are in this really great community, supporting each other, lifting each other up, holding each other accountable, mm-hmm. and growing their businesses in a way that feels authentic to them and with a passion and a purpose. So I, you know, I love to incorporate purpose in, in business. So, so that's what, that's what I think. Wow. I love, I love it. I love it. This has been a fun interview and, and I know people will want to reach out to you. How do they reach out to you, Heather? Well, I have various ways, but probably the easiest one is I have a short URL. It's called getradbiz.com, and they can yeah, and they can find out about my membership and the cruise and all that there. So it's getradbiz.com, and there's a Facebook page with the same name, and um, yeah, and you can find me. I mean, if you Google my name, I come up. If you just Google, like, vegan CPA, I'm usually the first one that comes up, and you can find me on Instagram under that as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, I I would love to connect with with anyone that wants to connect. I would love to, you know, find out more about your business, and we can follow each other on social media and start to get to know each other. Oh, that that is great, and I'm sure we will have a lot of people that want to reach out to you 
And I know we'll make sure that we put everything in the show notes on, you know, with, with the posts that we do. Um, I, I have one last question because we just have a couple of minutes left, Heather, and I want you to sure. think about Toys R Us. Think about Toys R Us. And if you were a toy, what would you be and why? Oh, wow, this is such an interesting question. Well, <laughs> I have a love of dolls. So I'm a doll collector, and I like I say I collect weird dolls. So I would definitely be a doll that you could change their hair. So it would like oh, the hair no. would come off and on, so you could change hair. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I would probably be somebody that had like lots of costumes that came with it. And uh, yeah, so definitely a doll, and she'd be kind of sassy looking too, and have glasses, and you could switch out the glasses oh, as well. So yeah. So definitely that. So, so that could be something in your five-year plan, right? Ooh. To have a Heather doll. Oh, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it now. And remember the Chrissy doll? Yeah, <laughs> when her of hair course. comes out, she pulls out her hair. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I remember. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Heather, again, this has been so much fun, and that's our show for today. We hope you gain new ideas and wisdom from our powerful guest, Heather Zeiswolf. Thank you, Heather, for being our leading lady today on Women Lead Radio on Amplify Your Influence. And a special thank you to all our listeners in the U.S. and our international listeners and followers, too. And we'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio show Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It's been my absolute pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening. And remember to build your influence authentically and compassionately. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.